0: What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies
1: and gentlemen. This is Mike Margo. This is Ring of Honours Adam Cole. This is the hip for
2: Red Citus. This is the king of old school, Steve Grino. The ROH Podcast. Or is it ROHCats, man? ROHworld.com. Stay tuned, wankers. Or I'll be a to in London. two. two.
3: two, two. two, two. two, two. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to episode 54 of ROH Cast. very special episode for you this week. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHWorld.com. Uh, momentarily, it is just me with uh, the other co-owner and the editor of the website, Stephen. Hi everyone. And podcast's worst nightmare, John. How's it going? Uh, we're about to be joined by a very special guest. He is a former member of the Ring of Honor roster, TJ Perkins. Um, He was recently released from Ring of Honor. Um, He also appeared at the recent TNA Impact tapings as Puma in a dart match against X-Division champion Zima Ion. So we're here today to talk to him uh, about the dart match, about his release, and find out uh, everything about what happened with his latest Ring of Honor run. So we'll get to the interview now, and we hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Stephen and John as usual, and we're joined by a very special guest, TJ Perkins. Thank you for joining us, TJ. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well.
3: So, uh, I suppose we'll just briefly touch on the recent dark match you had at the TNA Impact Tapings against uh, Zima Ion. Um, Or, how did the dark match go? Is sort of my first question.
0: Well, I've been telling everybody, seriously, it wasn't me. (laughs)
3: <laughs> it was some other
0: guy in a mask. It wasn't me at all. Did you happen um, to see how that mask <laughs> that
3: match went with the guy in the mask?
0: Um, no, the the, uh, the match went uh, went really well. Um, I to be honest, I, I kind of felt like it was so so, but maybe just because of like the timing of it, because we were um, like usually when at TV tapings when they have like a dark main event and they'll throw on a match afterward. So that we were in that spot, so hmm. like it was kind of a, like a long night at that point. So maybe I just I felt like oh uh, like my brain was kind of um, on autopilot. Sometimes it's like that, but uh, I mean I thought the match was okay and pretty good. And uh, um, but the people around us really loved it. Um, hmm. Most of the people there, like they're uh, you know friends of mine already, or the people that have known me for years, because you know I've been working there. Off and on since like 2004, and a lot of the crew and the roster is the same guys, so they kind of knew what to expect from me. So you know, they're always you know happy with my my work and stuff like that. So you know, I thought it went pretty good.
3: It's mm, good to hear. Um, so I suppose a lot of people are, were wondering we haven't seen actually wrestle as Puma for a while. Normally, you wrestle as well just yourself, T.J. Perkins. So why did he wrestle as Puma in the dark match? Well,
0: they requested it specifically actually, because initially when I was talking, um. To, uh, to the talent relations and everything. It was, um, you know, just as myself. I mean, I haven't, uh, not that I talk to people as Puma. <laughs> but, like, Does he have his own email account or something? My name is, yeah, my name is Puma. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I was so, you know, originally I just, I, I hadn't even thought about the mass. I haven't wrestled with that thing in like, you know, like three or four years maybe. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it, after a while, it, it ca- like came back like, no, we, we'd really like to see this. So um, I, I think that there's a specific idea in mind or um, a specific reason in mind, uh, maybe something that, that, you know, something that was never really on the, the plate before, but now it is or something that they're looking for. So maybe there's a reason I don't know specifically.
3: Hmm uh romaine on facebook says uh, would you prefer to wrestle as tjp or puma
0: um you know i i would always prefer to be myself but see the thing is is like there's a lot of things with the mass character that that um okay generally speaking about five percent of what we do as wrestlers is up to us so much of of what people get to see by the time we go out through the curtain or by the time the promo is actually shot on camera is completely been changed to where it's, it's a product of everybody else and almost zero of it is you, to be honest. Like Mm. that's a lot of the case. So a lot of the times before, you know, the mask character and everything, even me as myself, like in ring of honor, I'm just a tool for what ideas other people need to get out there. I'm just the vessel. So, um, there's a lot of direction I would have liked to take, you know, any character at any time. Um, And I think most recently as myself, I've been given enough freedom to kind of be just me. Hmm. But um, to be honest, I'd like to be able to see what I could do with a little bit more creative freedom with the mask. Cause it's like, I don't want to just be like, oh, I'm a guy from another country, and I, I don't say a word. And it's like every, every mass character in the history of wrestling is like Great Muda, like just <laughs> mysterious, and they don't say a word, and they're always from another country. And it's like, that, I think at this point, it, that's just destined to fail
3: because
1: mm-hmm.
0: of, you know the ge- so many generations have seen that. So it's just, um, you yeah, know, I think if uh, given the chance to do something different, you know, I, I think that there's such a cool thing to do. I mean, yeah. who knows? Why couldn't I just be both at the same
3: time? <laughs> um, have you got any sort of indication if there's any plans for you in TNA going forward?
0: Um, concrete plans? No. But, um, but everything is kind of still
3: ongoing with that. So mm. um, FM20000 on our forum asks if you have any plans if the deal with TNA doesn't go through.
0: Um, well, I always got plan. I mean, there's always something for me to do. There's really never been a time other than when I was like super down out in Florida, um, when there wasn't something for me to do, like something on the table. I just, you know, I I'd take option B over option A or whatever I do. Um, hmm. I know that, uh, uh, there's one place that said I'd have a job waiting for me by the end of the year if I don't decide to go somewhere else. Um, So that's, that's kind of my backup plan. Mm. Uh, But uh, even like, like when I left like the ring of honor stuff, I mean that, that was uh, a real open door. Like that was completely amicable. So, um, you know, I don't know how much the situation will change creatively for them and the direction of everything they want to do, but um, you know, there's always that. And then, um, you know, it's in, even like Japan, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, uh, that I could do just, you know, lining up the opportunities in the right way or, you know, like it, when I was younger, i just take whatever I can get. Now it's more like, well, do I want to live in this place for a long time, or would I rather work here? You know, is the money better here? Like, you know, I just bought a place, so it's like I'll be paying a mortgage. Am I even going to live in the house that I that I bought? Like, so like a lot of it depends on me being an adult, which I'm not a very good adult. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. I suppose we should talk uh, more about Ring of Honor now. I mean, uh, you know, when you were first signed in, I think it was October 2011 when you first. Uh, sign so your contract i mean was there any initial plans put forward maybe from from jim or you know from Bob delirious of you know creatively going forward
0: you were saying when i uh, when i first signed yeah when the, you first signed yeah. if uh, if they had um like a direction or an idea yeah. to go
2: hmm.
0: no i i've never well i mean they may have and and it you know wasn't relayed to me or articulated in that way but um Um, the only thing I remember is that when I first came in, it was, uh, like Jim didn't really know me Jim just, I think because I'm just, I'm young and, and, um, clean cut and very, uh, like I don't have the like jaded dis, uh, demeanor that, um, a lot of like You know people with a lot of years under the belt have so i think because of my disposition he assumed i was like a two-year guy (laughs) i was like uh like um like adam cole or something like somebody who's been around a few years and and uh Uh and like not just getting their feet wet necessarily because you know even like you know adam's generation has way more experience than that but like um he just thought i was a younger guy so you know after like hunter and and um and different people like kind of explained to him, well, no, no, he's, you know, just, you know, he is who he is and he's done this or that. And then when we were negotiating and he understood, like, I got, like, a very unique, like, career. Like, my, my life has been pretty unique in, in the timing of it all and the length of my career and stuff. So the, uh, the original idea for him is that, you know, we want you to be able to tell your story. Um, and so they had all those sit down segments with the, I guess, what are they? The inside ring of honor yeah. segments, something like that. So like, um, where it's like very like, like WWE DVD documentary ish, like, where they mm-hmm. like dive into people's things. So he's like, we will we, we'll do something like that with you because you know, who's wrestled all these places is you, who's accomplished all that in the way that you have, like, that's a very rare thing. So, you know, I just kind of expected at some point that we're going to do that. Because he said, your story sells itself. Um, and we never did. We just, you know, I did the normal stuff and they are going with the people they are going with. And, uh, you know, it might have just been a situation where we've got, you know, what, an hour of TV and pay-per-view every so often. And, you know, we have a really good roster and they're going with certain people that they already have in mind. And, you know, certain things just don't come about.
3: Mm.
2: Mm. I mean, I mean, saying that would it be fair to say that maybe you were a bit disappointed with how you were portrayed on, on TV?
0: Well, you know, I was disappointed because I think that they could have gotten a lot out of me telling my story, because so mm. many people that that really enjoy my work, you know, they just tend to buy into me, like, um, like people think charisma is like, <laughs> like awkwardly hopping on one leg and throwing an arm in the air when you come through the curtain and like doing all that really overemphasized wrestling stuff. Um, and that's not charisma. I mean, charisma is just simply people's ability to buy into you. And mm. I think a lot of people that, that have really dug me in the past. And now like they just, they see my life and they see that's so interesting. Like, I really like this guy, you know? So to me, like, or to them, that's like a very, uh, that's a very big hook. Like, that provides all the built-in like you know charisma you'd need because that's insight into a person's life and i thought that that not so much disappointing for me but i kind of felt like gosh you guys could have gotten so much more out of me
2: yeah um
0: for your sake because i felt i'm i just felt like i don't want to waste your guys' time to me i'm just happy being in the ring like um and i guess we'll talk more about this later when we talk about the release um but uh but yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't disappointed, you know, being in short matches or losing or, or, um, you know, having, you know, a boring character written for me. But because I, I just, you know, I just like being in the ring. Um, mm. I'm just happy to do the job. But yeah, I just I felt it was more for them. Like, you guys, I could have given you guys more. So
2: yeah, I mean, you mentioned that, that character that was written for you. I mean, How much input exactly did you have on, you know, on your character and maybe the promos and stuff like that? Well,
0: you know, part of this is probably my fault because I never, uh, I I never wanted to. Well, not that I didn't want to, but I, I never really stepped in and said, "Let's take this in like a different direction or whatever." I just kind of, I, I you know they they asked me for what they wanted, I gave it to them, and they always seemed very happy about it. Like a lot of the a lot of the promos and stuff that made TV, some of them were just shot in one take, you know, because mm. I was given everything i was supposed to say and uh told to deliver it in a certain way so like the delivery and the words you know were it was handed to me like do it like this say it like this close it like this and i do it in like one take and they and you know the guys would be like great great that's perfect that's you know i mean the creative thought that i'm even like Joe Coff was there with Sinclair one time. He's like, that was great, TJ. And I'm like, okay, all right, this is what you guys want. So for a while, I just didn't think anything of it. I just figured this is what they want, and yeah. they know what they're doing. And then, you know, I mean, especially when you get into, like, bigger products, like when you're heading towards, like, a more mainstream type of thing, like the buffer between us and the fans is much larger. So it's like, I don't know how this stuff is being receptive. It's going to take a while. But then after a while, I am like, okay, I'm, I'm – doing nothing I'm I I think I lapped the company and losing to everybody one by one and then I was like maybe they're not getting out of me what they what they want you know so like there were times when uh when I would uh you know try to take it was usually always in promos because in matches it doesn't really matter I mean wrestling's wrestling I don't think anybody's ever doubted my ability to wrestle but but like the promos and stuff I would take in different directions every now and then but it would just be catered, or be uh, tapered right back to where it was. So I just figured, okay, this is what they want. And then it wasn't until, like, recently, the very end, where I was like, look, maybe this whole thing needs an overhaul. And we did talk at length about that,
2: so. Mm, I mean, what, what came out of that? I mean, I suppose it's, it's disappointing from a personal point of view, knowing that, you know, you, you discovered really that it maybe wasn't going as, as planned and you wanted it to change. I mean, was there any – were they receptive to that or – think well, it was going okay well see the the thing was like
0: as far as it going is planned, I just don't think they ever had a plan for it like <laughs> even though they seem like like okay, they're real happy about everything they're getting. I don't think that they ever had a plan for what they wanted. so maybe they were just more worried about other stuff like you know they're they're more worried about the steak. they're not so worried about how the the green beans are coming out like you know that type of thing <laughs> like, like whatever, like it's okay mm. um, but. Uh, I remember, like, when I had, let's see, by the time I had approached them about, like, maybe we should take this whole thing in a different direction. I mean, it was just kind of out the door already anyway, so. <laughs> I mean, there are there are some plans and things that, that we put into place to change it all completely. But, um, you know, we have yet to see it because, I mean, who knows? It might be something that, that we do later on down the line. I don't know. Mm.
2: I mean, Ring of Honor for some reason, you know, that they seem to like giving you know people nicknames. They seem to be coming up with uh, nicknames for everybody. I mean, was was technical lightning your idea, or was that something that that they no. came up with?
0: No, that was totally Jim's idea. I think it was Jim's idea. It might have been Jim and Hunter together. Like, like, because uh, I I think I remember at one point I I was starting to think that maybe half of the room had one idea about who I was. And the other half had a different idea. <laughs> and sometimes I think that's <laughs> that might be a product of, like, maybe I'm too versatile. Like, cause yeah. I, I remember the very first meeting at TV that we had, the very first TV. I said, you know, d- w- what do you want me to do? Like, do you want me to be the knockout guy because people see me as that guy? Do you want me to be the submission guy because people think I'm, I am that guy? Do you want me to be? The high-flying guy because people think i'm that guy like what do you want because it was like anything short of throwing a chair at somebody like i've at some point over the last 14 years i've had a reputation for that so then mm-hmm. you know I, I think they just wanted me to be to be like their matt Sydal, like just go out and fly and do all the stuff but then you know i wasn't winning enough matches to do the 450 every night so like that wasn't going to get across and then so many of the fans are like no this guy's like the best technical wrestler in the world he should be doing wrestling so then they're like okay go with the technical stuff but then they're like no but he's really fast and it's like that's another <laughs> reputation i have so then i think maybe at some point they're like technical no he's like lightning no he's technical no he's like lightning okay it's te-
2: lightning <laughs> you know so, what did you think about that, that nickname that whole sort of I know that you, I mean, you, I, you got into a few promos and stuff. Well, the
3: lightning will hurt you or something was the. Can't catch
2: <laughs> lightning. I think was another
3: one. Yeah. I thought
0: the name was cool, but um, I, I thought the name is fine. I actually thought the name was really cool at first. I I thought, well, people are gonna think this is lame, and I think people did think it was lame at first. But but um, I I think it's a it it stands out as a name. I mean, it's it's different. It's not as lame like the more you hear it, but uh i thought the closing stuff was bad none of that stuff well nothing almost nothing that i've ever said in any of the promos ever came from me almost nothing um the time that i told uh i th- i can't remember who i was talking to but i said the guy couldn't catch lightning if his name was ben franklin um <laughs> that was mine like that's an idea that see so every now and then i'd sneak in something that i would say and it'd be funny and then uh I think I told, I, one time I said, and this isn't anything to do with the nickname, but, like, um, well, I'll talk more about that later. But, yeah, like, the, the closing line stuff is, like, I thought that was bad. Like, the the lightning would hurt you and the thunder. I, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but I just thought that that wasn't going to register with our generation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but they liked it. They thought it was good. So I just kept giving it to them. You know, I just, it like, if you work at McDonald's, you may not like hamburgers, but that shouldn't affect your ability to make one, so.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, We've got a fan question from Harpoon IPA who uh, asks, you wanted help from fans on designing a shirt for you, then something happened where RH told you not to continue with the shirt project. Were you in the RH doghouse because of that?
0: Um, Doghouse, no. I've never been in the doghouse with them, like, ever. Uh, The worst that that anything has ever happened is uh, when... um, when the fans the, at when after uh, I was like time off uh, with me and the, the Bucks as well. Um, I, I think Sinclair was upset that so many people were backlashing. Like, why would you leave these guys off? Like things like that. Um, for some reason they were upset at us, but it's like, I don't know. I like, I don't know how you could be upset at us for public opinion. Like we weren't campaigning or anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I've never been in the doghouse, especially not for that. In fact, they didn't say anything to me. I just I think they ended up they just uh, they wanted uh, websites and and people that were like blogging and tweeting about it to stop doing it. So they didn't even say anything to me.
2: Mm. Uh, Go back to in, in the ring things now. I mean you you teamed up with Amazing red, I believe was it the 10th anniversary show um, against the House of Truth and that was a a you know, really good match. I mean was that something that you'd be interested in? You know, uh, uh, doing you know, you and an amazing red tag team, maybe.
3: Didn't Ring of Honor even hint that it was going to continue once in the newswire as well? What what happened there? Yeah, I think
2: they might have. Yeah,
3: they told me. They told me that it
0: was going to continue. They
3: said it was going to
0: keep going after uh, Florida, because um, I think it was like we did New York, and then I don't know if we had TV in between. We may have already had a set filmed, and then Florida was coming up, and then they were saying after that. Like things will reset, or like, kind of go in a different direction, and we'll uh, we'll get back with with you and Red. And they said in the meantime we'll give you like a singles victory and do this uh, stuff with Shakara and stuff like that. So I said great. Um, and that nothing it just never, never came back. Uh, did I, you, I wanted. Did you give I, any
2: reasons for that? Or?
0: No, no, none. Just uh, just never did. I. Which boggles my mind because Red lives in New York, so he could be everywhere.
1: Hmm,
0: that's strange. So I don't know. I mean, um, I mean anything, anything, ev- everything except for like Chicago. He can, he wouldn't even need to touch a plane. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I wanted it to continue. I, I loved it, and for me, that was kind of more for selfish reasons, just because Red's a really good friend of mine. You know from just knowing him over the years and stuff. And uh, he's a real laid-back guy. He's a lot like me in that sense. Like, um, like he's uh, not uptight in any way. So he's real cool to work with. And then, like, um, I thought the tag division, it, not that it was, like, fledgling, because it was probably the best... I think we had, like, the best lineup for tag teams as far as every other major company. But um, I think that maybe it needed a shot in the arm. And I thought we could have done a real good job at that. And then also Mm. selfishly, like the bucks are two of my best friends in the world. So like I'd be able to wrestle them often. And uh, I really liked the singles I had with Jay Briscoe not long before that, but, and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get in the ring with him more. But he's a tag wrestler. I'm a singles wrestler. Um, and even the match we had, I, I loved it. But, like, I had I was on one leg. I had a partially torn quad. So I was like, man, I want to do this again when, you know, we could put more time and I'd have a complete body to use. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I figured with Red, we, there's a lot of stuff to do, but it just never came about.
2: Mm, I think a lot of the fans were disappointed as well at that point. Because, as you said, I think the team division could have, you know, maybe needed spice up a bit. And I think you and Red were... You, know, you you teamed well together in that that one match and I think a lot of people were excited to see that so it was mm. it was disappointing not to uh it didn't come to fruition um that was you,
3: uh, you... sorry that was just after future shock had split as well so it seemed like a logical thing to do at that point after just losing a team form another one together mm. yeah
0: see I, I think that was kind of like my mode of thinking is that it would be a natural progression because of that because like I said like I mean the the division was really I mean the t- the guys that are in a lot of the more talented guys are in that division. Like the Briscoes and, uh, and, um, uh Cedric Alexander and, and uh, Caprice and the Bucks. And um, I don't know if the Bra- Bravadas were in Japan at that point or they're about to go, but like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of really interesting and very good people. Um, so we just thought, man, this would be real great, but didn't, didn't happen.
2: Mm. Hmm. I mean, yeah, you mentioned some of the matches that you had against, uh, you know, especially uh, Jay Briscoe. I mean, uh, DB Summer wants to know, uh, which is your favorite match from your your uh, your run in, in Ring of Honor? Um,
0: I might say the last two that I did in New York, just because they weren't... I don't think they're supposed to turn out as good as they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean that because, like... Um, Like, I've always taken a lot of pride in just being able to go out in whatever position and, you know, we want this and I could give it to them. Like, no matter who I was wrestling, it would be a good match. It would be the kind of match that they wanted. Not good for the sake of good, but good for the sake of what they wanted. Like, I like I, I could do any of that, but blend in into the right spot. So it's like I'm not taking over, you know, the screen or anything like that. <clears throat> and those ones, the specific times when I, I think it was like, it stood out how good it was, like the singles with Elgin and then the mm. follow up, the tag with red. And, uh, and then there was the big tag uh, at border wars. And I, I think at that, like, especially with that one, <laughs> a lot of us kind of had, a lot of us in that match had uh, chips on our shoulders, so to speak. Cause it was like, uh, you know, we all had, um, you know, issues not issues because i didn't really have an issue but like uh you know there's stuff on the table that it's like we could kind of put all the energy and frustration into just our work and so i mean those three off the top of my head are are probably three of the highest points but i mean there's some others too i mean like i personally enjoyed the match i had with cabana way back when just because i i thought that was a lot of fun and so you know it's a style that uh, not everybody can do and it's unique and, you know, and, and he's a good friend. And
2: yeah. um,
0: I just recently I'd saw the match I did with hero. I hadn't seen it. And I thought that, I thought that turned out really well. I love, I I love that match. And like uh, um, the match with Davey in, in California, I thought that was like, cause I mean all the other matches it's like, okay, obviously this guy can go out and do four minutes with, any random guy and it'll be a good TV match. But then that, it's like in that case, we had a lot of time. It was mm. with a guy who was a main event guy and uh, we we had a great match. Yeah. Uh, and so then it's like, uh, you know, showing that, you know, I have the range to reach any part of the card, I guess. But um, so, you know, there's a lot that I was fond of. I don't think there's any that I didn't like.
2: Mm. I mean, you mentioned earlier that, you know, Cornet and, and Delirious did have a lot of in, input into your your character. I mean, a, a lot of Ring of Honor fans still wonder, really, you know, who who is the, the you know the main guy out of them, those two? I mean, do they sort of share sort of booking duties? Is it what is Is it mainly Cornet, or you know, what's the sort of relationship between those two? In, in, in as far as I as
0: far as I can see, it seems like it's pretty much split right down the middle. I mean, they're a committee. Um, And I don't know because I'm not a fly on the wall, but like um, I, from what I've seen, I have yet to even see them be divided on anything. They seem to see eye to eye on, on everything. Like, you know, we do production meetings and, and different stuff and they're, they're the agents for everything that goes out there. So everything you, everything you see comes from both of them, not one or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I, I don't, uh, I don't. No, but it doesn't seem like there's, you know, a greater majority on one side or the
2: other with them. Mm, I think a lot of fans think it's mainly Cornette because I think a lot of people like and a lot of current ROH sort of storylines and and maybe f- match finishes with what, with stuff that happened back in Smoky Mountain and, and stuff like that, don't they? So
0: I could see that. I think that you'd have to put it into perspective, though. That uh, that um, so Jim's got more experience than like any any two or three guys in that room so um in in the process of building this company in a, a, a direction and especially at this level like okay now there's tv there's pay-per-view and we're trying to deal with mainstream and casual audiences and especially in this case where it's like a very uh, um um not primitive but like a very uh, young spot like it's 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 a building yeah. process you know like they're trying to they're trying to build the base so it's a very complicated process and i think it's like because of jim's experience there's stuff where you know he has experience in that position like okay here's where we are you know and i'm, I'm talking technical stuff here i mean this is like is nothing that you see in the ring necessarily but just like you know, we need to do this like this and time this like this and, and pace this out like, you know, in X amount of steps. And for the other guys, that's completely foreign because they're used to like indie wrestling where it's like, OK, what are we doing next month? And what do we in next month? And, yeah. you know, so a lot of it has to be deferred to Jim because he's the only guy that would know what to do. Mm. Uh, but uh, but I mean, creatively, it seems like everybody shares the same mind. I, I don't it doesn't seem to me like there's ever been a time where they're like, well, which direction do we go? Mm. Yeah, yeah. jim jim, like, jim loves uh jim loves guys that go out and just take the house down he loves that like um like when guys go like like when i had the match with davy in la or like the the big border wars tag that we had like i think people would automatically think okay that's the type of thing that Cornette wouldn't like. Like, he wants, yeah. like, old, like, Memphis-style or Southern-style wrestling. No, he loved that. He loves all of that. Like, he'll make it a point, you know, the very next day in the production meeting, that was, you know, the best match, or this was, you know, whatever it was. Like, he loves that. So that that's a real big misconception, I think.
2: Mm. I mean, do you think it's unfair the amount of, you know, the amount of sort of, stick that he maybe gets from the fan base and do you think he's he's the sort of you know the right man to be in that position with with ring of honor at the moment um
0: i do think it's it's unfair but it's unfair with everybody i mean everybody gets unfair stuff so i mean (laughs) and and it's unfair both ways there's some guys that their job couldn't be easier because of how much support they get and they don't deserve it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, and it would, I've seen it with myself both ways. Like some people blindly love me and there's some people that just hate me. And like the only thing that they can pick on me for is like charisma, which is like a cop out. Cause you could say that about anybody. Um, but like in, in Jim's case, I just think that like he's in the position where if somebody's going to be guilty, it's an easy person to point a finger at. Mm. Uh, Likewise, though, I kind of think that Jim's the perfect guy for that spot because I th- kind of think he deals with that pressure well. So, mm.
1: so moving on to the uh, end of your last Ring of Honor run, uh, when did you notice your bookings start to decrease?
0: Um, I want to say one of the New York shows, it might have been it because I... Well, no, actually, I'm sorry. When uh, it was... uh. We were still doing TVs in Louisville, I think. And then they had, like, the Philly show coming up, that big one that they had. And then um, we might have been in Baltimore already, but um, we had that Philly show coming up, which is, like, a house show. And then, like, I think uh, a Cincinnati show. I can't remember the other city. But, um, like, some of us weren't on it. And I remember I wasn't on it. And, uh, and then they uh, had a lot of dates set up and a whole bunch of them were pulled off of my schedule. And I know that, uh, some of the, some other guys had them pulled too. And then some shows got canceled. So people probably wouldn't even know where those shows would have been because there's a lot of dates that get canceled all the time. Um, so that was like the first time I remember I was like, like the Philly show was a big show for the company, even though it was a house show. And, and then, uh, I wasn't on. And then, um, so there was one time where it, it, Stuff was taken off, but I kind of didn't think anything of it. I just figured, okay, well, you know, there's, it, they're just shuffling it how they see fit. And then uh, it wasn't until, God, I don't know, maybe, maybe around WrestleMania weekend when it was like, uh, we had a double shot, but I was only on one. But I was in the city for both nights. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, what?
3: <laughs> what?
0: I'm here for both nights. Why am I? Why? Why am I only wrestling one night? Um, but I mean, it wasn't like a frustrating thing. It's just kind of puzzling. But I could, like, you kind of see that maybe there's uh, more to come in mm-hmm. this instance. Like maybe there's a reason why. And then sure enough, you know, more and more stuff started getting pulled until it was like, until it was like, all right, well, we're gonna leave you off for a while. So.
1: And uh, yeah, how did you find out about the summer hiatus?
0: Um. I think it was, uh, so between WrestleMania weekend and Border Wars, somewhere in there, I was trying to get my schedule because it was like a lot of times we kind of started to get our schedule a little late, but f- I hadn't had uh, an update for my schedule for a long time. And then, uh, you know, uh, the schedule on my website like i wanted to be able to add the proper dates and then obviously like for uh for our our own like third party schedules uh, all of us as wrestlers like you know since we're reliant upon ring of honor letting us know when we're on or off it's hard for us to do our own thing too so you know i i uh, was trying to contact the office about well can I uh, can I get an update what's what's the schedule looking like what's the schedule looking like and uh, I was getting nothing and nothing and nothing and nothing for a while and then after a long time of not even being able to get a hold of them um, I got an email back and I said look uh, you know we're, we're gonna end up having to leave you off for a while so it was kind of a brief thing that I was sent and then uh, then at border wars they pulled me in the bucks aside for a meeting specifically and just said, look, you know, laid it all out for us.
1: And uh, what was the uh, ring of honors explanation for not bringing you in during the summer?
0: You know, a little bit of everything. It was just kind of, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, uh, uh, like, uh, it, at one point or another, they used everything as, as a reason. So, I, to be honest, I don't really know what it was because like the first time when I had just heard, <clears throat> I had, uh, uh, let's see, I think I'd called Nick and Matt and I said, yeah, I'm going to be off guys. Cause we travel together and everything. So, so, uh, and I was like, I, I won't be seeing you for a little while. And then, uh, shortly after that, they heard, cause they hadn't gotten an update to their schedule in a while. So we were talking about like why they would do this and, and things like that. Like, well, like what could the reasons have been and and all that um uh and so there were different times when we would we would ask questions about it we would get an answer like oh it's because of this or it's because of that and then in toronto um you know we kind of tried to put it all out on the table but it was like a lot of the stuff was just real contradictory you know like um they'd bring up travel for example like okay travel like i completely understand that but then uh the bucks used to run their own shows so like they they really understand the logistics of of number crunching for travel i mean right down to the to the to the cent. so you know they would beg the question well okay so we're west coast guys but what about texas guys or florida guys or something like that like that's not that much cheaper and then uh And then there are other guys coming from the West coast. Like Mike Bennett lives in LA. Um, Hmm. Maria lives in LA. Nigel lives in LA. Um, Kenny lived in Vegas, which is the same thing. So then it's like, there was a whole lot of us on the West coast, but only us were being left off. Um, not that I feel like any of those guys should be left off. I don't think anyone should have, but you know, so there's questions like if it's travel, then why specifically us? Um, you know and so then because at first it was like they'd say oh it's because of travel so we bring up the, the the cost of tickets and then they'd say oh well the travel agent doesn't actually shop for the cheapest ticket so then we're like okay so <laughs> how it be travel? like if you guys if you guys are booking it not based off of price first then <laughs> why why how could it be travel and then on top of that like i don't know about the the bucks because i i imagine they're probably pretty high price but like um when I signed, I took a huge, 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 huge pay cut. I took a third of what I normally make on the indies. Wow! So my contract wasn't worth very much, um, but I did that specifically because I, they, you know, they said, "Look, you know, for for X amount of money, like, you know, we can only do so much with you or whatever." But basically, it was like to to sign at that price was um, like we could put you on everything, but it turned out I was on like nothing eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so then, you know, then, you know, we would beg the question, well, even if it is about like, you know, the pre- cost of travel, it's like, well, the cost of travel plus my contract, you know, purposely being, I came in really low on purpose. There's no way that the total cost of investment is, is, um, more for me than anybody else. Mm. Um, and I don't know about the Bucks because that's their own thing. But like, uh, and then, you know, so then it got off of travel because there's like a bunch of West Coast guys. And we asked, why is it us specifically? And then they said, well, we promised certain guys, like, you know, we promised certain guys that we would, you know, do certain things with them. So then it's like, okay, so now it's just about, you know, your word. And it's it's like, you know, it just became about something new every day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you speak about your contract a minute ago. Uh, is our contracts in Ring of Honor? Are they pay per appearance, or are they something else?
0: Well, mine was uh was per appearance, like not salary or anything. I I I think that we like a lot of guys have different setups completely. So, Mm.
3: um, Mm -hmm. so when you weren't getting see when you, you know you weren't getting booked, you'd get nothing then at all. Oh
0: yeah, no, I was sitting at home
3: with nothing oh dear <laughs>
0: yeah nothing um I, I there's some sort of like setup for residuals off like dvd sales and things like that so every now and then i would get like you know we would we would go to tv and and then i would get my paycheck for say like a recent tv or pay-per-view and it would be that plus a little more and it took me a while to figure it out like i'm like why the hell am i getting extra <laughs> but then uh we figured out like you know there's kickback from other stuff but um but yeah is mine was definitely per appearance i'm sure a lot
3: of guys are mm. but, uh so would you've got extra if you ever had like your own t-shirt would you've got like a cut from that if it was ever released yeah yeah
0: all, all the residual stuff is like that so if you know i can't remember what it was but it's like you know you just you know standard stuff you get whatever percentage of mm. your own stuff and, and i think generally speaking we get it from Maybe like the regular merchandise and the regular DVD, like stuff that's like a like a group thing. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, I never had any merchandise.
1: D two K buyers from the forum uh, is asking: Were you concerned at the possibility of being released when uh, Ring of Honor stopped bringing you in early in the summer?
0: Um. Y- yeah. Little bit. I'm trying to think of what my mindset was at the time. Um, yeah, actually, I, I remember that I was. Because uh, I, I, I remember joking with the Bucks that, um, <laughs> that next week I'll just hear that I was fired altogether. <laughs> I kept telling them, like, ne- next time I talk to you, I'll just be fired completely. Um, uh, it never happened, obviously, but uh, yeah, I was a little worried about it. I mean, I guess who wouldn't be? I mean, if you worked at, if you worked at, you know, at the gas station and you were working 20 hours a week. And then all of a sudden you're working two hours a week. You'd be like, okay, eventually it's going to be zero hours probably. Right.
3: <laughs> so.
1: And uh, another question from the forum, this one's from Harpoon IPA again. And he wants to know who's to blame for you and the young bucks, not getting a big push in ring of honor.
0: I, I would imagine that's all just down to creative. I mean, I don't want to say that it's like you blame them for us not, but they're responsible with whether or not we do get it. So mm. that would be a better way to to put it, because it's like, I, I don't think we we ever place blame like if we don't get something. But <laughs> at least I don't. Like I don't care. I mean, I don't I don't think it's like a travesty. Like you know, who am I to say that? But um, but it you know whether we do or don't get something, it just completely comes down to creative um i'm sure that you know at some point like you know some people from sinclair probably want certain guys to get the nod just because of you know they they see what they have in their programming they see what they have as far as guys that do appearances and how that you know might help the the company or business like when they have the briscoes on the news or something you know like
3: <laughs> didn't want and them to been... do the weather as well once
0: <laughs> yeah like i uh like i've done some meet and greets where. Um, where, like, I think I did one where, like, it was, like, me and Adam Cole and the Briscoes, and I think maybe Cedric Alexander, we were meeting a bunch of, um, college students or people that were guests of the, of the television show, and, um, and, uh, and the, the the Briscoes were just wildly popular, so I, I remember thinking at that time, like, um, um, there, there's probably a reason why, uh, why they're they're able to keep their steam going and going and going like they're mm-hmm. very very good but then at the same time they have such a profound effect i guess on on uh our clientele and and uh, i'm sure that people at the very top of the food chain you know sinclair and everybody they see that so try to make sure that guys like that um get a chance to keep flourishing so
2: but mm. were, were guys from sinclair at, at every show like would there be guys from sinclair at house shows or was it just mainly tv and pay per view?
0: Um, I don't know if I remember seeing them at house shows ever, but, uh, but there was always somebody there, um, at the house shows and pay-per-views. I mean, um, I don't remember if I ever met them, but I think even like the, the owners and stuff at the very top of everything were there at a few of them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, and we'd see, uh, uh, Like it felt like Joe Coff was like at everything, you know. I I remember Mm. saying hi to him pretty much everywhere we went. So, Uh,
3: I suppose now we'll we'll talk about your release from your Ring Around contract just for a bit here. Um, so when exactly, you know, were you released and how did it come about?
0: Um, well, that was pretty easy piece of business, I guess. I mean, it. uh, So I came back from TV. The timeline kind of went like this like I came back from tv or for tv sorry and um I came in for pre-tapes the day before I didn't do any pre-tapes we had a meeting for creative things um I think I addressed this one on my form string one at one point that I had a a meeting and it was it was pretty productive so we we threw around ideas of uh well first first uh uh they let me know that that Sinclair got upset that all the fans were upset that I was taken off. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> that was my fault. But I told them, I then, like I was saying earlier, I told them, like, you know, you should see that as a positive thing. Because I remember when they brought that up, I was saying that, uh, you know, it would be one thing if I was, like, always tweeting or saying, like, really negative shit all the time. <laughs> like, like. Like oh man, they misspelled this in production. This sucks and blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> like you know, a lot of other guys are doing that. Like guys that are in the company are doing that. And I remember telling them I don't do that. Like somebody might tweet that that uh, you know Ring of Honor's missing the boat or something like that. Or, or maybe they'll say something even like really harsh. And in support of me, like I can't believe he's not on or whatever, and I might retweet it and say something that's that's kind of dry or just just bringing humor to it, but nothing that's like malicious, like mm. just being like kind of silly, tongue in cheek. Because I I I don't think it's necessary to be negative, but I I also think it's stupid to act like things aren't the way they are. I mean, people have a mind of their own, and and so you know I just uh, you know they they I remember telling them this is harmless, like. I, I haven't even wrestled a match for you guys in months, and people care more about me now than the last time I wrestled. Mm. Like, I, like that's that's you, you, they're asking for something that you have the ability to give them. So, to me, the obvious answer is give it to them.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not like you weren't under contract or something. You you're already there.
0: Yeah, because I remember telling them, like
3: when I was wrestling
0: people cared however much they cared about me the moment I was gone and the time that I hadn't even wrestled a match all of a sudden I was worth way more like people were more concerned about me am like it just you know there's something you can do with it and I told them I don't really care what you do just I just think that this is a good thing with you know they said well you know Sinclair doesn't feel that way and you know they're upset and they they didn't want to get all this backlash and I said I understood but um but we had this meet, so we we got that out of the way, and that was just kind of silly, because like I don't think Jim and Hunter cared. They mm-hmm. just they said it was the company thing, but um, but uh, so we had a meeting and uh, kicked around ideas of, of how to change things up, and this is another thing that it was like where I, I still have trouble understanding like where I like where I was left off, like the reasons why, because I was saying before like it was about travel, and it wasn't about travel, it was about you know. Money wasn't about money, it was about this, it wasn't about this. and it was it continued because I remember sitting there saying uh, um, they like I, it, I can't remember how it went, but I think I remember almost laughing out loud because of how silly it it came out because it, was like, <laughs> it was like so quick succession, like it was like in one sentence, they told me, you know, you're a world class wrestler, you're you're one of the best around and this your hiatus had nothing to do with your wrestling we think your matches are amazing you know you always you always give us what we want you know whatever whatever and literally in the next breath it was like i think it was i think it was like jim that said you know if you're tearing the house down every night we'd be able to justify having you on every show and i'm like wait a minute you just said it wasn't (laughs) about wrestling (laughs) i didn't say that in my head i was just thinking like wait a minute how does that make any sense like like you're the best wrestler in the world. And then the next sentence, well, if you're a little better, like, um, (laughs) but, uh, uh, I think that maybe it's just because we didn't, you know, there, there was never a commitment to make, uh, emotional investment, you know, for me. So I I think that was really the point of this. So, you know, we were kicking around ideas for creative uh, direction and we came up with, with a few ideas, um, which I thought were great ideas, but I was a little lukewarm because I was still going to go back on hiatus. Like it was kind of stuff that was going to be implemented remotely, you know, through vignettes and promos and things like that.
3: So, but you would not um, be getting I, paid, would you, if you're not getting e- booked? Yeah,
0: exactly. So I remember thinking, like, well, this is great, and I'm sure that, like, the Ring of Honor, the product could benefit from this, especially because I, I feel like I have a lot to offer, but um, you know, just it, it's just never been able to be exposed hmm. um now it'll be able to do that but at the same time i won't be wrestling and i remember telling him like i don't care about getting a, a push right like you could bring me back and I'll, I'll lose every night in the opening match with even less minutes but i just want to keep wrestling like I, i'm having fun just wrestling i just want to work um i don't have any personal need to i i need to i need to show like That I'm better than people think, or I need to show that I can really talk on the mic or something. Like it doesn't matter to me. I don't. I don't have that much like uh, self pride, I guess. Like I'm just happy to be there. Um, But like, no, this would be a good idea, and and, uh, this is what we'll do. So we we left it at that, and then. um, So that was the day before TV. Um, Excuse me, and then the the next day. We had a production meeting, and they addressed – well, first they addressed as part of the meeting. Like, everybody in the world has, like, shoot interviews now. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, you know, Roderick had one coming out, and then Davey had done one, and, then, like, you know, the stuff with Kenny happened. So it was like, you know, they were addressing that. Um, basically just telling people to be smart because – and I agree that that I think a lot of the guys are just – you know, they vent in a very stupid way. So, um, so there was that. And then they, they had said, uh, I think mostly pertaining to the Kenny situation, like, look, if any of you guys are unhappy and you want to leave, or you feel like this isn't the right place, or if you feel like you were better off before you came in here, then let us know. Like if you need to leave, then we'll work together and we'll figure, out, we'll figure out how to get you on the right course and then we can go our separate ways. We'll do what's right for everybody involved. Um, and, you know, every company in the world does this. Like, WWE does this. You know, I'm sure they maybe do it in a harsher way. Like, well, there's the door. Speak up now. You know, that type of thing. Mm. Um, but uh, I, you know, for the entirety of me wrestling, I've always, like, thought it silly when, like, my peers – you know, they're given that opportunity. They don't say anything and then they wait out their time and get fired or let go or whatever happens. And then they go on this tirade about how unfair it is and like how stupid so-and-so is and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, you know, like be a man and just stand up and say like, all right, you guys are asking. I'm saying, okay, I'm done. Um, So, you know, they, they, they put that out there and then, you know, I just, I went up to them immediately and said, look, I'd like a few minutes. And I just said, look, I, I, I don't want to go back on hiatus. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's necessary. I, I think that you have something that people want in me. Um, you have the ability to give it to them, you know, which we've analyzed like all the different reasons and things like that. And, yeah. um, you know, they said, you know, for, for their own reasons or whatever, they just couldn't do that. And, um, so I said, look, uh, I do think that I'd, I'd like to go. And the, uh, the, uh, I think the kicker for it was, was that in the time that I was off, there were several phone calls and things from places that I could have otherwise fielded offers that I couldn't pick up the phone because I was under contract. Hmm. So, you know, TNA is part of that group. Um, uh, WWE was kind of part of that group. Like there's a lot of places that were part of that group. So then I, you know, I told them like, um, I don't even want a reason to pick up the phone. I want to stay, but, you know, if if I can't wrestle, then I can't wrestle. That's that's you know, the, the only bad part about this is that I just want to wrestle and I'm not doing it.
3: Hmm.
0: Um, so I just, you know, I, I asked for my release because I said, you know, just it's not that I want to go, but I, I would like the ability to see, you know. What else is is out there for me, and and they completely understood and were completely amicable about it.
3: So, so did you sort of part on on good terms? Would you be welcome back if you decided to return there?
0: I assume so. I mean, unless uh, in the last 24 hours they've become blindly rageful at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, sometimes things like that happen. But uh, but you know, all throughout the process, I just you know, I told them, look, I I uh, I, I don't want to go anywhere. I all my friends are here, and this is a place I really want to be. Um, especially getting in on the ground floor, where they're trying to break into new ground. Like, mm. uh, I thought it was a great place. I loved working with Jim. You know, I I told him, you know, it's it's been a huge pleasure. I've learned so much, and uh, and and he felt likewise. Like, you know, it's been a pleasure working with me. I always gave him what he wanted. Um, so you know, and, and, and they understood, they're like, look, we understand it's a tough spot for, for anybody here. Like, so, you know, if you feel like, like, uh, you're being slided or shorted, or you feel like, uh, like maybe it's a better situation. Like his, his words were, were, are all the boys here. Like, we're not your boss. We're, we're, we're one of you. So we know, uh, we know what, what it, we all know what it's like to be in these shoes. So, um, you know, I just said, look, uh, We'll uh we'll let you go and um and uh you know because I'd be on hiatus anyway, so mm. it's like you know <laughs> if if if, uh, if nothing comes about then then I'm right back where I started and it's and it's no big deal so, mm. so it was pretty much an open door.
2: Yeah, well there no plans at all to have you come back you know after another hiatus and and come back full time because I suppose if you you would have been away and, and cutting promos and stuff for. A couple of months, uh, there'd be no point really doing that if they didn't have plans to bring you back, you know, for shows full time, sort of thing.
0: You know, I, I don't, we, I guess we didn't really get that far. Like, Mm. uh, yeah, I just, I, there's, uh, like, you know, the kind of the setup and the guidelines for a new direction to go, and just not really where it would lead eventually. You know, I mean, they still got, they still got a lot of talented guys that. Are still just on the horizon for them, so I'm sure that they're concerned with stuff that's coming to fruition a lot quicker. I mean, Elgin's mm. way up the card, like to the top spot, and and Tommaso is is, is um, you know the same, and you know every, there's there's a lot of guys that are uh, on a faster track than that. So
3: mm.
0: I, I don't think just we never really look that
3: far ahead. Um, ECW Hardcore Oh Seven on our forum. Name <laughs> on our <laughs> forum says, uh, "With hindsight, do you regret signing with Ring of Honor uh, since you were used so poorly, or rarely? Perhaps would be a better way to put it."
0: Mm, no, I mean, no, no, I don't.
3: Um,
0: yeah, no, I, I, I don't regret it at all. I mean, I, some, I can't remember who said this, but there was somebody else that was like more upset about it than I was, where they're, they're saying like, like you came, I came in the door, like w- with the reputation of like a world-class guy. And I'm like, by the time, by the time the, I was released, it was like uh, my reputation was completely flip-flop. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I know that some people were probably real frustrated, but that, see, that doesn't bother me because it's like, um, my peers know, the difference, and I know the difference, and and uh, to be honest, like the the opinion of of my place doesn't really matter. So um, I just you know wanted the ability to go wrestle. If I only had uh, if I only have a minute out there, then you know I'll find a way to still have fun and be hmm. creative and use that freedom wisely. I mean, I thought that, and this is one of the things I said to them. I, I told them uh, when we had the meeting um, before I asked for my release, I said like you know, I don't, I've never been in a position where I felt like I was handcuffed. Like I've been in different positions with all kinds of companies all over the world, you know, AAA and CMLL, New Japan, everything. But, um, you know, I felt like, uh, in this case, and I don't blame them, like they have their reasons, but it's like, you know, I was always, you know, like out there for just, you know, five minutes or so. And my my promos and everything were written for me. The delivery was expressed to me how they wanted it. Like, um, everything was curtailed. Like I remember, uh, I remember telling them like creatively I wanted to, uh, uh, Oh, part of the, part of the changes I said, I'd like to be a little bit more like me. Like I know that you guys want me to deliver things in a certain way and to, and to say certain things. But I just think that like, I think you guys know that I'm responsible enough to be a little unconventional, but I'm not going to step on anybody's toes, you know, like, um, but I think people would be more interested in seeing me like mm. thousands of people listen to me, tweet and talk every day and they, they love everything they hear. And then all of a sudden they see a completely different person on the screen. It's like, why is that? It's like, um, obviously I have a good ability to talk and I'm articulate and, and charismatic in my own unique way, but like, uh, but I'm not able to do that. Um, mm. Like, uh, I think it was uh, one of the promos I did. uh, I think it was wrestling Mike Bennett. And um, I remember I thought it was weird because his promo, he was talking about Lance Storm. And then they're like, okay, now you're going to do a promo where – you're talking about how he's not even talking about you. I'm like, yeah, that makes me look awesome, right?
1: <laughs>
0: My opponent doesn't even want to talk about me. So I remember thinking this is just a setup for, for failure. Like I there's no way I could come out of this looking good. So I was thinking like, all right, well, I'll go off script a bit and I'll say some you know, I'll try to be a little bit more like me. And I I, I So, you know, I went like I, I uh I was a little bit more myself the first take and uh I think it got to where um I think they kept one take of this line in there where I said, uh, um, uh, God, what what did I say? Something about, uh, oh, uh, Brutal Bob needs to teach you ten ways out of a you can't wrestle chant. (laughs) Originally I said, uh, somebody better teach you ten ways out of a boring chant. Uh, (laughs) And they're like, you can't say that. I'm like, why not? You know, like – um, I, I understand like traditional like things, but like uh, in this instance, like you know, times are different, generations are different. This is the type of thing that everybody says. You know, mm. all young kids, people of my generation, they're they're all class clowns, and uh, and this is what they hear from me on a daily basis, you know, on Twitter and social media and stuff like that. And uh, this is what people are saying. and I'm a good guy. I'm just being a mouthpiece for what people are already thinking. You know, I'm giving them you know something they can hear and and kind of be like fuck yeah or and kind of laugh because you know it's a funny little thing and then and to be honest like mike bennett's the perfect guy to put in that situation because it's like the best thing for him is if he gets a boring champ then you know like he's such a great bad guy like Mm -hmm. it it's perfect and he's so responsible like he's maybe one of my favorite guys there so you know there were times when um when uh when I would want to be more like me and they would just edit it out and they'd say, don't do that. Just, just do what we say, deliver it how we say it. So I would do it. So, you know, I don't regret being there, um, creatively things, like I said, could have been different, but it's like at the end of the day, I just want to be able to wrestle. Mm. So,
3: um, you know, you just said about how you didn't really get much freedom in regards to delivery of promos and what you were saying is, is that the same sort of thing for a lot of the guys or is it just sort of with you?
0: With a lot of the guys. Yeah. Some guys, they, uh, they, um, most of the time, the product that you see is the hands of a whole lot of other people. Cause that like, like fans will tell me stuff all the time. Like I'll I'll hear, like I'm leaving a show or, or maybe on Twitter or form Spring or something like that. And it's like, well, you know, why don't you say this or, or this guy and this guy's so awesome. He says this, but it's like, people don't understand, like, that's a product of, of uh, setup. Like, you know, so-and-so can be brash cause they're telling 20 people don't be brash. So this guy looks like he's a badass. you know? So then mm. it's like, okay. You know, like anybody could go out there and, and get bleeped out because they're saying some harsh things or say like, you know, like, really harsh stuff about everybody and be super controversial and people would be like oh my god and go nuts but then if everybody was doing it then nobody's controversial so Mm. you know like there's there's different levels of of curtailing and different levels of filtering for every single person all across the board um i remember towards the end part one of their ideas for me creatively they're like we're going to take the training wheels off so they're like you do whatever you want and i remember thinking like i don't know if I don't know if I'm the guy that you want to do whatever I want (laughs) like like, because I mean like anybody could say anything and 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 uh and still get the same like controversial like loose cannon like badass like reputation but like I'm a pretty like witty articulate guy like I'm pretty sharp and I'm pretty quick off the mark so I remember thinking them think I remember thinking like uh um I don't know if you guys read the stuff that I write every day but I don't think you want me to have free range over saying anything. (laughs) That's a lot of ammunition to give to a kid. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I mean like that, that it, for everybody that is the case. Like Mm. there are guys where they tell them cut back because we need this guy to look better than you, I guess, you know, or, Mm. you know, say this, not that, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that going on
3: um this next question is a little bit strange but um burnside says do you know how much of ring of honor's roster are currently under contract
0: as far as i know everybody that they see on the regular is under contract Mm -hmm. i don't think any i don't think anybody's uh freelance um Mm -hmm. like the guys that are you might see them more like I, i mean you would know like i i don't have like a list or anything but like if uh if I were to go through one by one and say this guy is, this guy is, this guy isn't, you'd say, oh, okay, I, I know why he isn't. Like you could just kind of tell like based on the amount of time that you see them and how much stock is put into them, that type of thing. So.
2: Mm. Right. Um. just talking generally now about that ring of honor and sort of current direction of the company. I mean, I, I suppose there's still, it's sort of still a, a transitional period for ring of honor. They're still trying to go from, Sort of a, an indie company to a, a national tv one i mean what are your thoughts on the current direction generally of, of the company
0: well um you mean like creative direction or business direction
2: yeah creative i guess yeah um
0: i think i like where they are now because a lot of things are starting to come more to fruition where it's like people I, I think i don't know if people have like I think a lot of people watching, like, they're kind of waiting for certain things to fall into place. Like, um, like I think people have been waiting for Elgin to be knocking on the door of the main event, you know, and mm. now it's like, now it's like he's the man. And he's the man everywhere now. I think people have been waiting for Adam Cole to, you know, start shooting up the ladder, and now it's like he is. Um, people have been waiting for Tommaso to really, um, you know, break into the fast lane as far as like, being the, you know, the the bad guy and the badass, you know, character that he portrays and same thing. And he is. So it's like, I, I think that like, and, and, you know, pe- and people were waiting for a change with uh, Davy on top and seeing what else, what else uh, they can do, like, what's the next step. And now that they've taken the next step and they're, they're, um, they're going through that. It's like, I, I, I think I li- it's kind of sad that I'm not there because <laughs> I kind of like it better now than, than maybe a few months ago. Uh, not that it was bad, but I just think that um, now a lot of the a lot of the dominoes are starting to fall in the place that mm. they were kind of expecting. So.
2: Mm. And especially from a, a business sense as well. I mean, I'm not sure how much you know, you, you know about you know, sort of the, the business side of things, but I mean, from that sort of side, how do you think the Ring of Honor are getting on uh, that, that sort of side of things?
0: You know, I don't know. I mean. Uh... The the thing is like whenever I'd talk to uh, to to Jim, generally about you know what's going on with the company and just you know what what he's got his hands in, what he's working on, different projects and promotions and things like that. There's so much stuff that they have the potential to do, and not all of it ends up coming coming to a head. But um, but I think that they're doing all the right things. I, I think that uh, I. I Personally, I think that maybe they uh, should put less stock into the the house shows and more into the production that they get on screen. Mm. It's too. I think it's too evenly spread out. But I mean, I'm not a promoter. I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been wrestling for 14 years, but I've always been in the ring, not behind a desk. So yeah. I'm mm. the last guy to comment on what should or shouldn't be done. <laughs> I think that the business is going okay for them. I mean, um, I don't think it's a good thing when they have to cut back in certain areas but i don't think it's because uh i don't think it's because sinclair is suffering i think that maybe it's just because they want to if it's a money thing i think it'd be just more to fine-tune meeting their budget so to speak yeah Hmm. kind of like uh, wcw was with uh with uh you know turner and, and time warner and all that you know when when it was it's not like there's not money there it's not like the business isn't okay they just want to make sure it's it's turning
2: around the right kickback you know mm. so there's one part of the company where they haven't really sort of cut back is the i per views i mean there's, there's been quite a quite a lot this year compared to you know previous years i mean do you think more ipad views are a, a good idea or would you prefer maybe like one every two or three months something like that
0: well i you know i think with an hour of tv and with uh the amount of guys that they have that they you know need to find direction for so that people don't end up kind of falling into like the place that I was where mm. they there. It's not that they don't have an idea. They just, maybe there's just not the time or the means to, to start unraveling certain stories or whatever. But, um, I kind of feel like, like, uh, spreading out the per views is better because they could uh, get more out of what they're doing. Mm. Um, I, I think of having them in such quick succession maybe isn't a good thing. But then again at the same time it's like if they don't build bigger house loops and things like that to supplement, you know, taking doing less eye pay per views, you know, that like they have to you know, they have to find the right exchange of, you know, we'll take away these things and spread them out, but then we need income in another area. So then it's like, all right, well, we need to put out more live events and then it's about finding the tv markets that have you know the best viewerships, and then you you know you're able to provide live events in that area and it's like it's so complicated it's very difficult to Mm. to, i never want to do that (laughs) (laughs) i never ever ever want to run a wrestling anything
2: (laughs) so one guy that they have you know put a lot of time and effort into is is kevin steen obviously world champion now i mean i suppose a lot of people will, will look at him and and maybe he doesn't fit the stereotypical sort of mold for a, you know, ring of honor champion. I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts on Kevin Steen? Do you think he, you know, represents the company well as, as world champion?
0: I think he's everything that, that he was supposed to be. I mean, um, like I've heard Davy say it before a billion times. He's Steve Austin. That's, that's his role. He's, that's his character, yeah. you know? Um, and that's, that's, he's, I think he's doing it perfect and they, you know, they set it up that way. I mean, Kevin's, Kevin is an incredibly talented and gifted guy. <clears throat> and at the same time, Ring of Honor, you know, set up pieces around him and, and you know, put training wheels on certain guys in order to let Kevin flourish. And, you know, he's he obviously is very good at running with the ball. Um, I, you know, I've heard and understand certain things like about, well, he doesn't look like the typical, typical guy and uh, – he doesn't look like a wrestler, and and this or that, and and that's true. And and to be honest, like I, I'm super white collar in my view on um, things like that for wrestling. Like I don't think it's a bad thing that WWE wants guys that are 6'2", forty, which obviously like I wouldn't even pass on myself if I were my own boss.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but at the same time, it's like I I would I you know I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's a bad thing to take guys who still look like athletes, you know, like uh, to have Matt Seidel's and Mies and Tyson kids and stuff like that, for example. Um, but I, 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 completely agree with the approach that even if everybody kind of looks the same, I agree with the approach that they, that uh, as a general rule, at least they should look like they belong. But then at the same time, we're all characters. I mean, this is uh, it's a show. So, mm. I mean, kevin looks the way he looks but he delivers what he delivers so it doesn't matter you know he's not meant he's not meant to be he's not meant to look like me (laughs) like he's not meant to look like a guy that does crossfit all day long and stuff you know he's just he he is who he is people buy into you you know which is why like uh like the questions about me for example and when uh like oh well you don't like I, i don't exactly cut promos like the rock or anything like that but you know like, there's a sense about me, the way that I dress and the jokes that I make and the smug nature of, of you know, me being kind of a class clown of life. Like, there's a certain charm and, like, the charisma that I have that people see, like, that buys into me. So, it's like, well, I'm not conventional either. It's, neither is Kevin. Like, that's the beauty of, of wrestling. It's kind of like uh, like Street Fighter. It's just, like, a whole <laughs> bunch of characters and everybody's different. That's that's the key is, like, like what are you, you know?
2: Mm. And I suppose that, you know, one of the biggest sort of news pieces, apart from your release, obviously, over the last couple of days in Ring of Honor has been, you know, Matt Hardy and, you know, that the rumours surrounding him coming into the company. I mean, Ring of Honor have, you know, brought him, you know, him and we've had Finlay and, you know, guys like Rhino to a lesser extent coming from, you know, being former WWE guys. And, you know, just bringing these type of guys in, you know, maybe give them less chance to do something with a guy like you who needs maybe needs a bit more TV time to sort of explain who you are and, and get you over. I mean, do you think them bringing these sort of guys in sort of hurts, you know, people like you basically?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, like anything like that, like uh, somebody's always missing out. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. really just a big game of musical chairs. It's not not always a sense of who's sitting in the chair, just so much that's, that the chair is not available. Um, so yeah, like whether one spot is taken, and another one is, is uh, not being given. Um, but see, in this case, it's like like with Matt Hardy. Like Matt Hardy is famous, but at the same time, like coming in, I feel like there'd be just as much explaining to do about why the hell Matt Hardy's around, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to the time they'd spend building. Say like ACH, who's coming in the door now? Like hmm. um, same amount of time is going to be spent. You know, because like uh, simply seeing somebody's name on a piece of paper, this that's business is like doesn't benefit from that the same way it did 20 years ago. Mm. You know, if it if this were 1989, I'd, I'd say something completely different. Like, I mean, seeing Matt Hardy's name on a piece of paper would mean a lot more. Now it's kind of like, you know, that there's just different levels of interest based on substance and different things going on. I mean, I just... More would have to be explained. I mean, you, you'd, yeah. you'd pretty much downright have to be, like, Triple H or, like, Randy Orton or something and have your name on a piece of paper, and that's all you need. Like, you'd mm. have to be Shawn Michaels. Like, it mm. it takes, like, a, an incredible amount of fame just to draw somebody based on your name. I mean, you know, so...
2: And that's just from a business point of view as well. And do you think, you know, investing time into you know guys you know the younger guys is is better in the long term than maybe bringing these guys in for a few shows to hopefully you know, get better buy rates or whatever i mean do you think that time should be spent on you know, hyping up the, the younger guys a bit more
0: yeah i mean i just think that they should uh, i think that it's kind of like sitting on the fence i mean pick one side and go with it like if yeah. if, uh, if, if it's good to bring in different guys every so often and guys that pique the interest from previous uh emotional investment then then cool stick with that i to be honest i I don't know where that road would eventually go but i'd be willing to uh see how it turns out Hmm. but at the same time if if uh otherwise then get on the other side of the fence and run with that ball like establish your own guys and and uh, commit to them you know yeah you got you got to you got to spend money to make money so mm. um, you which is why like you know people think like WCW and WWE and like TNA were like the evils of the world because they would like you know change your name and copyright it and then you guys leave with nothing but at the same time they're spending millions of dollars to make you famous mm. you know and now you're, you're like you're going to take that to to PWG or something you know and and, and it's like that's you know they spent money to make money so there's a reason for that so it's like even though smaller companies maybe don't have the same assets in order to to invest like then you know they got to do what they can so I just I just really think it's a matter of picking a road and sticking with it yeah Uh,
2: and last one now we've got um, another question from Harpoon IPA he wants to know do you know if the ROH locker room is nervous about what kind of future ROH has? Um,
0: maybe. I mean, I don't really know. Like, see, that type of thing, like, I'm, I'm pretty jovial, like, generally speaking. I kind of float through things, and uh, I'm pretty happy and positive. So, like, stuff like that, like, I don't. I don't really know if like the room feels a certain way or not just cause to me, it's like, I'm, you know, happy to get on that plane, happy to show up for work, happy to see yeah. my buddies, happy to figure out where we're going to have dinner and happy to go out to the ring and happy to, to, uh, you know, take the fans on the emotional ro- roller coaster that we have, whether it be five minutes or 20 minutes or whatever. But mm. like, uh, so, you know, stuff like that, like, I don't know, like I'm usually busy putting on my iPod and warming <laughs> up or something you know? like, I don't know. Like, playing sonic the hedgehog or something uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, i i don't think any i think if if people were were overly negative then it would be uh you know pretty influential in the room like you, you wouldn't be able to avoid it so seeing is how I, I don't really see any negativity i don't think there really is any
3: hmm. well uh that about to uh, wrap things up uh thank you again for taking the time to speak with us today
0: no no of course it's a pleasure
3: and uh, best of luck with everything going forward with the uh, TNA. Hopefully, there'll be some good news coming up from that.
0: And yeah, uh, we might have to change my uh, website extension to TJP at TJP World.
3: <laughs> <So> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what uh, what we'd have to do. Yeah, but... we we'll would definitely have to change that. Well, do we have to change it now? That's that's a discussion for another time, I think. But uh... I
0: think I think it's okay for for right now. But I'll uh, I'll I need to stop dragging my feet and start. To, be more responsible as a businessman and figure out crap like that and merchandise and things. Mm.
3: uh, (laughs) Thank you to everyone for listening. We do hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Thank you again to TJ for joining us and we will see you all next week.